0: i've been thinking about this for like two weeks and i've been waiting for this specific episode to ask wow for no good reason um but if you had to replace the actor of one mcu villain with jerry seinfeld who would it be (laughs) (laughs) what
1: the hell uh
2: (laughs) what is the feature length podcast Anyone?
0: Uh the Feature Length Podcast is a show where three idiots talk about film and entertainment.
2: Good answer. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs>
0: hey. Are you talking hey. to us? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm talking to the voices in my head.
2: Like I truly I truly don't know. It felt like a fever dream. I swear to God I It sounds
1: make so it stupid hearing that <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to this, this is a podcast.
0: Welcome back to the feature-length podcast. Welcome
1: back to the feature-length podcast.
2: Welcome back to the feature-length podcast. Feature podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies and TV for a feature-length of time.
0: Brokeback Mountain is a 2005 film by acclaimed director Ang Lee. Fresh off the success of the visionary masterpiece Hulk 2003, <laughs> Lee delivers us one of the best romance dramas ever to be released. The movie is about two sheep-herding cowboys, Jack Twist and Ennis Delmar, who take a job together moving cattle across the untamed wilderness and, over the course of weeks, develop a romance with one another on the fateful slopes of Brokeback Mountain. When the job is finished, they drift apart and go on with their lives, getting married and having children throughout the passing years, shown through time jumps. Still, Jack and Ennis continue to yearn for what they once had, and they go on to arrange trips to reconnect behind their family's backs. At the risk of the domestic lives they've built, they continually try to get back to where they once were, but eventually come to realize it may never work between their seemingly predetermined lives. Even so, the flame never ceases to flicker. Brokeback Mountain got us good, don't it?
2: Call Me By Your Name is a movie that came out in 2017, directed by Luca, oh god, Guadagnino? Guadagnino? Close enough. Um, and starring Timothy Chalamet, an alleged cannibal army hammer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in one fateful summer in 1983, where Timothy Chalamet discovers fruit and homosexuality. <laughs> And Army Hammer discovers statues and the body of a young boy. <laughs> <and it's set laughs> More in like Good
0: statues Lord, orange. Carol. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I okay, We need, We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. It, yeah. it. Oh, it, we're gonna I talk. Can't about just it. say it's a lovely romance because it's a little yeah. problematic. But just it takes a bit. place all in a very picturesque little Italian town backdrop. Um, yeah. So it's lovely to watch. But that's Call Me mm-hmm. by Your Name.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the feature-length podcast episode fifty-one. Woo! Uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, we did that's it.
2: Exciting than episode fifty. I don't think it requires a woo.
1: Uh,
0: but it's like a bigger event than episode fifty. We, kind of. We've passed well, episode every episode 50.
2: going forward. Will I guess be a bigger event? Do we have to woo every time?
0: I think no, but so. I mean no, not because not just because the number is <laughs> bigger. Because we have five guests. <laughs> 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 or sorry, we have three. We have two guests but we have five hosts absolutely which has never been done before yeah so, i just spoiled it yeah, that's, that's okay, it. That's okay. So. you know what fuck it fuck just it just start over we're going off the nah nah
1: this is all staying in <laughs> i don't give a shit i am uh, marco uh usual voice on the podcast i'm joined as always by dan hello and carol hello and this episode as dan mentioned we have two special guests uh two special guests that have both been on the podcast before and who also have very similar names, so it won't be that hard to remember, but Madison. Hello. And Maddie. Hiya. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us on this very special episode of the podcast, which we the working title for is Call Me By Your Brokeback Mountain, um, because <laughs> yeah. we are discussing today two very big movies uh, in a classic double feature episode of the podcast. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name and Brokeback Mountain. Uh, so for anyone who is unaware, the standard sort of format we're going to do like we do normally for double feature episodes, obviously we're going to talk about each episode, each episode, each movie uh, individually um, with a separate discussion on each. Um, but we are also going to go around the panel of us guests and discuss sort of our first time watching the movie, what our history with the movies are, and then as well give personalized recommendations. So for Madison and Maddie, instead of just giving like a flat recommend or not recommend, because those are kind of boring and played out. We try to think about like, I don't know, who would get the most out of the movies, or who might the movies be bad for, any warnings me might want to give, whatever. Um, and we just keep that pretty brief, uh, and then we'll get into like a more in-depth discussion on the movies. So yeah, without further ado, has anyone here not seen either of these movies before? That would be a good place to start.
4: I've actually never seen Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Me too. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: But you guys had both seen Brokeback before.
4: Yeah. Oh, yep. interesting, Kay. I
2: had no idea you guys hadn't seen it.
1: So Maddie had seen Call Me By Your oh, really? Name, but I not by I by
2: 105 times.
1: <laughs> okay. Carol, <laughs> have you seen both before?
2: Yes, but I only saw Brokeback Mountain once As, like, a child at a, an all-nighter sleepover I know, it was really bizarre I, like, have a very vivid memory of watching it in a friend's yeah. basement In, like, the fifth grade, very weird
1: You know how it is, you're at a sleepover Someone brings out Brokeback Mountain <laughs> What are yeah. you gonna do? I mean, you gotta watch <laughs> it yeah the classic.
3: I but mean yeah, so I, I it, it wasn't before. a
0: sleepover, but <laughs> for me it wasn't a sleepover, but I
1: watched it at Marco's house the first. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that we'll talk we'll talk about that. I mean yeah, good times. Okay, uh, I guess if we're gonna go somewhat chronological, let's start with Brokeback back first, do all our general thoughts then recommends, then call me by your name, general thoughts recommends, and then we'll just get into in depth discussions. Okay. Would you like to start guess since first? you had never seen Brokeback Mountain first, Madison?
5: Sure. So, am I f- recommending it? F-
1: well, yeah. Just what? What are your? What were your <laughs> initial thoughts on it? And then, who would you recommend it to, or not recommend it to?
5: Hmm. Okay. Well, I, you know, I had like s- I, th- I would say a stigma about it because I feel like it was always the movie that in like grade school and high school the boys would make fun of because it was like, oh, two gay people. Wow. This <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gay. Like I don't, it was the peak of humor to those homophobic idiots but yeah. so I always thought it was like just not a good movie like objectively I just thought it was probably a dumb movie and it was actually really good like it, was, I really enjoyed <laughs> it and like the love story I, I, I mean it was obviously problematic in various ways but I think it was yeah a, a better film than I expected mm-hmm. um, who would I recommend it to I, I mean I would recommend it to anyone I think like I think the grandpas of the world need to see it <laughs> and just get very uncomfortable and accept that that's a, a reality for a lot of people. So, because I know that like my if if I put that movie in front of, I'm not going to
2: say it. <laughs> okay, cut this out. Cut this out. Can someone go first? Oh my God, we've
1: already we've already.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's talk We're, about our grandparents yeah. watching gay sex. <laughs>
5: like I know my grandma would have a heart attack.
1: But I'm glad you enjoyed it
5: yeah like this is a very problematic episode because I don't want to be like only the gays should watch
2: this well no, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Okay, I guess it's probably easier Maybe to say of, like, like is there anyone you wouldn't recommend broke back sure yeah you can do that too because like if it's you would recommend it to most people then if there's anyone you wouldn't recommend it to but if you don't have one you can just say everyone that's fine <laughs> we're not gonna yeah, force I'm str- you to I'm
5: struggling with just the you know the the content of the movies you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything that's going to be received poorly.
1: Listen, we're in a safe space. We can just edit it out. Don't I know, worry. It's
5: Pride Month
2: of all
1: time. We've said we've said so much dumb shit on here. It doesn't matter. Literally. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay.
2: The, people so, will only comment about how many times we've said the word "like." They yeah. won't. They won't <laughs> yeah. call out anything yeah. else. It's or that Shrek
1: Four is a good movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Those which are the, is more problematic than anything we've yeah. ever said. Absolutely, before. I absolutely sure. agree.
5: Okay, so then. So if I had to recommend this movie to anyone, I would say it should everyone should see this movie because I think that, yeah, there's like a bad rep about it of just being like a, sh- a shitty movie, to be honest. And it's actually like, g- has a great storyline and I really enjoyed it. The people I wouldn't recommend it to is the grandpas of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be a bit jarring if
4: they haven't yeah. already
1: seen it. Okay, Maddie?
4: Oh yeah, okay. Uh, general thoughts. I really like Brokeback Mountain. thought it was a very delicate film it's very sparse i like that it was very um it was very niche in a way it wasn't like a big story about gay love it was like pretty Mm -hmm. much a, a love story between these two characters and i think that in a way makes it more universal than trying to say something about being queer but yeah i think if you love like a forbidden love story and you like to have your heart ripped out mm-hmm. and you like a little tragedy, this would be a great film to watch. If you want to sob at the end, this is the film for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, by the way, so yeah, uh, Madison had never seen it before. Maddie, when was the first time you had watched it prior to this, if you recall?
4: I think I watched it in high school the first time. Honestly, I didn't remember a lot of it then. I remember when it came out. I remember the outcry of how it how it should have won Best Picture over Crash. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah. And then I remember remember in high school (laughs) I saw Crash and I went, I hate this movie. How did this win? (laughs) And that's when I was like, I should watch Brokeback Mountain. And I was like, this is clearly the better movie. Mm
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Who wants to go next? Okay. I'll go next. I saw this movie probably like six or seven years ago now at marco's house like i previously said i was just there one day and it's like you know what (laughs) it this is an amazing movie let's just watch it and it was an amazing movie and i liked it a lot um watched it again for this and i've seen it twice now probably should have seen it more but it's great especially because i mean not to be too repetitive so i'll just say for all the reasons that have been said so far plus i like the this like old West setting. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Old West is the sixties, but it's Wyoming, so it's like
3: subtract <laughs> <Feels older>. fifty <laughs> yeah. years from the rest of
0: the world. Yeah. As we've discussed, the South is not a real place. It is a fictional <laughs> Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> which doesn't exist in real time. Um but I love that. It reminded me a lot of like Red Dead Redemption. And also I love the music and I was like, wow, this is really good music. And then just this morning I was looking it up, and I guess the reason I loved it so much is it's the composer that did the Last of Us games music. Oh,
1: really? Who is
0: also doing the music for the Last of Us HBO series, which is getting me pretty hype, honestly. Nice. That show is looking better and better by the minute. Uh, yeah, everything, again, everything that's been said so far, it's a extremely solid romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Maddie said, it's not just like it's not too generic romance it's like it really hones in on this one particular couple that you grow to care a lot about these two characters um oh and and recommends uh I would recommend it I, I will say the only people I won't recommend it to just because there is like a couple graphic scenes and like a little bit of nudity I guess children probably wouldn't like this too much <laughs> yeah right. that's great. fair. But so you would say I watched it in the that.
2: fifth grade it was <laughs> yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> okay but that was a choice (laughs) other than that though i i think i'll go like the midnight mass route of like not everyone will want to see this but it's something that i think everyone like should see for its message
1: agreed i will just piggyback off that because you brought up us watching it at my house so uh, i'll go next so that was not the first time I had seen this movie. The first time I'd seen it, and to go towards kind of what Madison was saying about, I guess, like, the meme of this movie mm-hmm. in pop culture. Just
5: when we were, like, younger, I Yeah. Say. Like, I always had that, like, impression that it was just the movie that dudes at our age would make fun of.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just the gay cowboy movie, quote-unquote, yeah. is, like, what this always was, right? But anyway, I was with a friend of ours, Tatiana. We were at a bookstore and there was some, like, famous book at the time that had just come out and there was, like, two cowboys on the front. And it kind of looked like the, like, poster for Brokeback Mountain. And so, I don't know what the book was, don't ask me. And I was joking with her, I was like, haha, Brokeback Mountain. And and then for some reason, like, that night we were like, hey, maybe let's just watch Brokeback Mountain as, like, a joke. Because again, like, neither of us really realized that we would enjoy it, so it was like the meme of it. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit, uh, I love this movie, this movie's great um yeah and then pretty shortly after that i is when i showed it to you dan but i haven't seen it since then so i this this rewatch is my third ever watch and the last ones were like five years ago uh, but yeah I, I also really enjoyed it again it is funny it, this in terms of all the double feature episodes we've done this one reminds me the most of our original double feature where we did um book smart and
0: oh super bad super
1: bad because I remember, like, watching those movies and being like, holy shit, these actually are really similar. And so much, especially about the beginning of Brookback, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really similar, this kind of, like, slow build. We're not talking about anything just in this landscape area. So, yeah, I'm glad we're doing these movies together. But I, I really vibed with it. I love the pace of it. Um, <coughs> I think it's uh, just, yeah, really beautiful love story. And I do have some thoughts about the fact that I think it will definitely over time probably age better than call me by your name because of what we've talked about in terms of like mm-hmm. how it, it is more of not like trying to say something about Gay people. It's just like a <laughs> love story, which uh, oh. I think uh, I 100% agree with um, and in terms of uh, Recommendations. Yeah, I think I would this is a general recommend for me across the board I can't imagine anyone unless you're like in the deep south and an <laughs> asshole like, disliking this movie, probably. <laughs> Even just, like, older people in my life, I know, have seen this movie and like it. Um, and so I feel like most people can probably get on board with it. But it it depends, you know. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're homophobic, probably Stop probably don't watch <laughs> these movies and also go fuck yourself. But that's <laughs> that's the gist of what I would say about this.
2: My turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, I saw this in the fifth grade. Um, I will say... Because of the graphic sex scenes, <laughs> I was pretty uncomfortable in the fifth grade, I will not lie. Um, so, right off the bat, do not recommend it to fifth graders or younger. Yeah, um, that's fair.
0: Is that the cutoff?
2: Yeah, no, it's in grade, grade six, you're, you're fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie upon this watch, because I'm not going to lie, I don't really have any real memories or thoughts of my opinion um, after my first watch, especially since it was at an all-nighter, so I was just full delirious. I don't even know why we watched it. But I don't remember thinking (laughs) negative things about it, just that I was like, this is graphic sex, and I'm too young for this. Um... But upon this watch, I really enjoyed it. I forgot basically everything, as I do. Story of my life. Um, I was very surprised at the cast. Surprised and delighted yeah. at the cast. Um, and everyone's performances are really great. And I appreciated that it did cover this relationship over a larger expanse of time. Because I didn't remember that part of it. For some reason, I thought it was just the relationship on the mountain. Um, probably because of the title so it was nice to have it go further than that Mm -hmm. um but in terms of recommends i will say also similarly to everyone else probably recommend it to everyone but maybe if you are like a gay man or gay person the ending could be a little traumatic so that's That's fair just something to keep in mind perhaps if you're really sensitive to that kind of stuff um To that kind of stuff I didn't even say what Um, Spoiler alert um, But yeah A gay man is beaten to death So if that is something You don't think you want to watch Or hear about Maybe skip it Or like stop it halfway I don't know (laughs) Um, But yeah that's probably my only caveat To the recommend to everyone
1: Yeah I think that's fair I did forget now. uh, Yeah
5: me too I was just gonna Because they talk about it Something like that is talked about Like midway through the movie as well right
1: yeah. When he's talking yeah. about
5: what happened to like his neighbors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it happens at the end. So it's kind of like I remember just like sitting in silence and being like so <laughs> upset and like sick to my stomach midway through and then at the end. So yeah, yeah I agree mm-hmm. if if it's going to be triggering like if you can skip those parts, the rest yeah. of the movie's beautiful, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you can skip those parts. If you yeah. can skip If you can skip like, If you yeah. know if we can, we we can put the timestamps stamps in the comments or in <laughs> yeah. the description so you can skip just don't
1: watch that part of the movie. Yeah, Yeah, the end. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just don't finish it. Literally, just watch the first bit on Brokeback, and then when they leave, that's it. That's the end of the movie. You know
4: what? I don't recommend this movie at all. Now, yeah,
1: no, fuck it. Actually,
5: just
4: no one see it. Yeah, just stop watching.
1: Yeah. Um, Crash it to one. I do. I did like, though, I mean, to to, to get a bit more in-depth now on Brokeback. I guess we'll just do them the movie separately because we spend a lot of time talking about it, so fuck it. We'll do Call Me By Your Name when you get there. But um, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, just more natural.
0: Don't want to break the momentum. Exactly.
1: Um, To get more in-depth about that, uh, I did like it because that little piece of foreshadowing doesn't feel like foreshadowing when you're watching yeah. the movie. It just feels like a little character moment, and then when it actually comes back at the end, yeah, it is like so heart-wrenching and i do i love the reveal of him being dead though like yeah. just that moment when he goes to get the mail and the camera just comes oh, over him and it's just yeah. deceased mm. and i was like holy shit are you kidding me right now like yeah it's it's fucked up
5: i think the one issue i had like are we just gonna discuss the end yeah get into it, it. Okay. Get into i think it. the one issue i had with that with like the ending finding out he's passed away and everything is just ennis's kind of lack of distraught Like, distress, I guess.
1: In the moment when he gets the mail? Yeah, like, he
5: sees deceased, even when he goes and sees, like, his parents and stuff. I don't know. It just felt like he. I needed more, a little more, like, Gut wrenching emotion from him, especially because when when they had to leave Brokeback, he was like throwing up in an alleyway. He was so sad. <laughs> so I was like, I expected to find out his lover's dead. You would also have that level of emotion. You sure, know? that's fair. Like he was just so distraught in that in that scene leaving Brokeback that he's like crying and screaming and throwing up in an alley. I just yeah. expected more finding out he was dead. You know.
1: See, I it this leads uh, does dovetails nicely into a problem that I have with the ending. Because I'm, I guess, the resident, I bitch about endings on this podcast guy. I'm always <laughs> like, oh, if you cut this scene, then the ending would be way better. But anyway, I think the reason they, they don't have him freak out is so, like, you can build up to that moment of him finding the shirts. And, like, that's supposed to be the big emotional moment. Which is fine, like, as, as a structure choice. But I also, I have a problem with the fact that, like, he finds the shirts at the parents' house. And then we get one more scene at his house with his daughter. And then he looks Mm -hmm. at the shirts again. Mm -hmm. And then the movie ends. And, like, I get it because, like, those scenes are doing two different things, like, thematically. But I was kind of, like, I felt like to get that bigger emotional moment, it probably would have hit a bit harder if, like, the scene at the parents' house when he finds the shirt is, like, the big gut-wrenching moment. And then when he leaves the parents' house, the movie just ends. Like, I don't know if we needed that, like, very last scene with his daughter. It totally works it's not like bad by any means, um but it does feel a little bit like we're just getting that emotional beat again, whereas if we just had it the one time, I think it would have felt a bit more tear jerky,
2: well, even just the scene with his daughter could have come a little bit earlier, sure, mm-hmm.
1: like to resolve the daughter thing like yeah. that could have happened, I think earlier too, and yeah, I, just... I
2: don't even know if I needed him to have a daughter like same, yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean I agree, yeah, I do agree with that i like I. I get it, I kinda, like, because I think the scene with his daughter, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, wrong, but, like, I think for me it's supposed to be about, like, him having learned how, like, precious life and love is type thing, and so in that moment, he's like, you know what, fuck it, like, if you're in love, yeah, I will come to the wedding and whatever, and it doesn't matter, like, fuck everything else. Which is a nice sentiment, like, that, but I also feel like I don't, I think it's pretty clear that his opinions on that would have changed post what happened with jack i don't know if we needed the scene with his daughter to be like an i don't know I... <laughs> he learned the lesson believe it or not like i don't know that's my that's my only sort of minor gripe with that whole ending that it feels a little bit too long for me but
0: the daughter scene could have come earlier i agree with that one argument i'll make for the two shirt scenes instead of just having the one <laughs> <laughs> the two shirts. i can't believe this is a sentence yeah but, um i think the first one was more the actual natural reaction you would have to the death of this person. Mm. And the second one at the end was the beginning of acceptance. That's why it was split, I think. Because it was to that's instead fair. of just having all of that happen in one continuous moment. Yeah. I think it needed that break there. Yeah. That is fair. But I agree with like the 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 second to last scene being the daughter scene. I didn't remember it being that way and it's like, oh okay, that's it, interesting.
1: It is just a bit of a weird Oh yeah, he has a kid, and like we're just <laughs> and at, it's Kate Mara. And it's Kate Mara, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, which is which was also shocking. Fucking David Harbor is in this movie too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Anna Faris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So many people. So many people in this bad boy. Um, the
4: one detail I did like about the shirts is that when Ennis finds the shirt, his shirt is inside of Jack's. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, they've switched it. Yes. Yeah. That was. I thought I that was like that a very sweet kind of little touch that they put in there
0: yeah it's a, also it's what is it with movie these though. movies and shirts
5: Ooh. yeah
1: yeah i don't i don't know I said the specifically button-up shirts i said the same <laughs> thing
5: when we were watching at like we'll obviously talk about calling me by your name later but i was like this I is even like think about that, that scene where he's like <laughs> i want that shirt after yeah yeah after it's used as a cum cloth <laughs> 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 he's like this is the one i need to keep
4: <laughs> But yeah, queer people be him. loving button-up shirts. <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah, it's
5: just the sensual act of unbuttoning. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, sensual acts, there's only like, <laughs> for for a movie again yeah. that is constantly hailed as like the gay cowboy movie. I think there's only like one sex mm-hmm. scene between the two of them, and Brokeback. The rest of the movie is all just yeah. implied, right? Like they kiss and stuff, but there's yeah. no. It's yeah. not like explicit in any way, which works again because I think you're focusing then more on just like the connection and yeah. like the love mm-hmm. as opposed to look at this shock shock value of two gay men having sex, quote unquote. But like, yeah, I did think that was uh, interesting and pretty tastefully done.
2: Well, especially since it came out in 2005, That's I'm true. sure that also probably played a role. <laughs> Yeah, because as we said when it came out, every man was making fun of it. Because mm-hmm. God forbid you watch gay people, it makes you gay immediately. It must, and that's inherently yeah. yeah. wrong. So, well, when the two main characters are both so attractive, I
1: mean, <laughs> <who> yeah, <knows? laughs> how can you help it? Oh, okay. Two main characters, Just fucking both Heath Ledger and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal are phenomenal in this movie. Like, yeah. performance yeah. wise. Mm-hmm. they're so good. Like every time i i see heath ledger in anything i just get so sad because i'm like he was so yeah. talented and like i mean it's sad that he died for like you know regular human reasons but yeah, yeah like yeah. me as a just consumer of his art i'm like god damn it like i would have i would have loved to seen him in so much stuff mm-hmm. and we, i think i've talked about this before but like the first thing i had ever seen him in was the dark knight obviously because i didn't really watch anything else and everyone was like like what a performance and you didn't obviously you watch anything
2: a, else ever never i
1: i was born and then at the age that of was your first movie. Yeah, 12 me. i watched the dark knight was his
2: first word
1: as well <laughs> My first word um, i am vengeance yeah i remember though like obviously the joker performance is just a good joker performance but people were like talking about like wow like unrecognizable heath ledger and i was like okay sure but and then watching <laughs> this and being like oh holy crap Like, yeah, actually, these two performances are so different and, like, completely unrecognizable from each other. Like, what just an incredible, incredible actor.
2: Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen 10 Things I Hate About You?
1: I have, but, like, recently. Not, like, as a kid. I didn't watch it as a kid. He's great in that, too. I mean, what do you, he is. What do you want me to say? Yeah,
5: I kind of, I liked their dynamic, too, like, while we're just on the actors. I felt like Jack, I felt like it was kind of, like, golden retriever, black cat <laughs> pairing, you know? Like, yeah. I felt like, like, Jack's very golden retriever. He was always the one that was a little more, like, open and, and like, yeah. loving and whatever. And then Ennis was kind of harder to crack and a little more serious and, and like, harder to
2: open up. So I do like that dynamic of, yeah, that, that mm. added a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, like, the one thing about that dynamic, and, like, I know it is because of how Ennis was raised, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it did make it kind of weird to watch any of their first romantic interactions because Ennis was fighting so much internalized homophobia. It almost seemed, like, violent in a way to watch because it was so intense and, like, you could see him having that inner battle as it Mm -hmm. was happening. Um, that it, it was it's always a little jarring just to like even see their like first kiss or e- even like their sex scene, it starts pretty, like, yeah,
1: p- it
0: does, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, sex... literal
0: th- punches are thrown too, yeah, at some point. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. I was shocked that they had like a sex scene before any other romantic moments, you know, mm. like they didn't even have they hadn't even kissed right no. before, no, he mm-hmm. just spits so, on his and dick and I get and that then, whole like oh. just like the urge, and like they just like satisfy the urge right away, but. Yeah, it wasn't as much of a, like, slow burn as, like, something like, you know, like, Bridgerton and stuff, where it's like, when are they going to kiss? It was just like, oh, okay, it happened. Yeah. So now, then you, yeah, I feel like you get the sexual tension out of the way, so that the rest of the movie's just focusing on their romantic, like... Emotional connection. Mm. Um, Mm. otherwise you'd kind of be waiting for that one big moment kind of thing So
1: yeah, Yeah, and to that especially like we're talking about with the 2005 audience to get that out of the way So it's not hanging over (laughs) the head of the movie about like, oh my god Are we gonna get a gay sex scene and to be like that's literally the first thing that happens now Can we please just tell a fucking story and not worry about this bullshit anymore?
0: Yeah I also like that because yeah, like you get the like most literal romance out of the way at the very beginning yeah. and the rest of the movie is just the unfolding of the aftermath of like the inception of this relationship and how it falls apart by the end yes. so it, it really just becomes a character study after yeah after that first sec- after the first sex scene like it's that's all the movie becomes after mm-hmm. that I love how you have like the whole first act is on Brokeback Mountain and then starting in act two it's like a where are they now throughout the years seeing what each of them is up to after that uh, those few weeks yeah and throughout the years after, and then they come back together momentarily and come back together fully at the end mm. until Jack dies. Yeah, I love it. Also, Jack Twist, best last name I've yeah. ever heard. I they was look- going
4: to say, I hate the name Jack Twist. It sounds like, a movie, it? It sounds it like sound a movie name. It sounds like a movie name.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad thing, though.
4: <laughs> but like it, we it's are just watching just like, a movie. This is true. It just like <laughs> took me out of it a little bit. I was like, Jack Twist, really? No, it did. Yeah, I will I mean, say it sounds like I a name that belongs
2: in a nursery rhyme.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Jack jump yeah.
2: Twist jumped over the candlestick <laughs> yeah. and then fucked <laughs> all the king's horses. <laughs> all
1: the king's <laughs> <laughs> couldn't put Jack Twist together again. Ooh, that's sad with how this movie ended. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, oh my God. wow. We should not have gone <laughs> oh. there. I, I didn't mean. Yeah, like I know that. you didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. I just yeah. Once it happened, it was oh too late. God. But I do. I love Ennis Delmar though. That's a very nice. That's a very like yeah, real feeling name. Yeah, that's a good
2: one. So, do you think the characters were gay? Because there's an argument on the internet.
1: Okay, I love that question. I'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> wait, what? Oh
2: yeah, I, I was this asking. Is a joke? That too. No, this is a very joke. real. The internet actually argues whether or not they're gay.
1: Yeah, because I think I think there is a reading of the movie to be had that it was more like the extreme circumstances that they were in that. It drove them to be. I know. I. I. Yeah. I do think they're gay. But-
0: I. I could. I could see that with the mountain sequence, but then yes. all yes. the years after, when they keep coming back to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that yeah. kind of disprove that?
4: That's- I would say between the two of them, I would say like Jack would lean more towards men, and mm-hmm. you could see yeah. that with like him going to Mexico. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. him finding the other lover with the other rancher, that's like mm-hmm. implied that. Mm-hmm they're going, they're yeah. g- having a relationship. But I feel like with Ennis, it's less him being gay and more just like, Jack was this person. Yeah. Cause he never so found any pan. other man. <laughs> yeah. He never really yeah, found sure. any other man attractive in the same way, right? Exactly. Like, we yeah. don't think he, from what we know, he never hooked up with another dude and he had a wife, but I don't even think like his relationship with his wife was all that. It wasn't the same like intensity as it was with Jack, obviously.
0: Yeah. He's just not much of a romantic compared to Jack, Mm I think. Yeah.
4: I
5: feel like he also had more trauma-driven in... I mean, we don't know a whole lot about, like, Jack's upbringing, but, like, with Ennis being, like, brought to see that dead man and be like, this is what will happen if you're gay. It was Ennis, right? Who saw that?
1: Yeah, it's Ennis. Yeah. So then,
5: yeah, I don't know if it's, like, just the fact of, like, being more gay or less gay than the other. I think maybe Ennis just had a lot more resistance inside so like i don't know that's what i think or they could be i mean they could be bi because they were genuinely interested in other women like i don't think there's really an answer yeah
1: i mean i think but i think that's part of the strength of why i think this movie is going to age well because i think the movie is more focused on love is love like it doesn't really matter like don't even don't even worry about the label of it like these two people had a connection and that's the most Mm -hmm. important thing which is yeah great and I I'm glad like it's fun to have the conversation obviously but I'm glad there was no point in the movie where they were like so are you gay like what are you exactly like
4: (laughs) yeah like the only time they ever really talked about it was at the beginning right after they had sex for the first time and Mm -hmm. I think it's Innes who goes says first he's like like I ain't no queer and jackos. Yeah, me neither. This was a one-time thing. Nobody else has to know about it. So yeah,
0: and I read that as just like because it was the '60s, neither of them
1: wanted to even like
4: admit
0: it. Admit it mm-hmm. even if it was true. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I also I love the the moment when the like the I don't know what you call them, their boss. He like comes down to deliver a message. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid and uh, Jack and Dennis are just like frolicking and like playing. And <laughs> Shirtless <I> was like, <laughs> it's, like, aren't you guys yeah. supposed to be fucking working? Like, let like forget the relationship, the gay aspect of this. Like, you're literally Who's here to watching be watching the work. sheep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Also, okay. This is the most important question that we had. Yeah. What the hell is their job? Like, what? What, what are? Why are they taking the sheep up to this place? What but is then happening? They
5: can bring them
0: back down. Because they're. Because they're selling it, right? Oh. They're selling it. To Are sales, they? Some person. I don't know. That's usually. That's why people heard cattle. Usually, because uh, I like don't know. they were in the ranch.
5: same area. Yeah. It's not like they were traveling with the cattle. Did
0: right? They travel. No, they were. They oh, were. Oh, they were. Oh, okay. <laughs> that reminds me too. Uh, the first, like when Marco and I watched this that first time, <laughs> he randomly pointed out. He's like. I should mention, there's like a startling amount of establishing shots of sheep in this movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there really is (laughs) It's absolutely true. true. And every
0: time I saw one, I just, I laughed. I have two things to
2: say about the sheep. One, I think they move them around because they eat all the grass in an area because there's just so many of them and they eat so much, so then you just have to literally move them to get more grass. Um, And second of all, they probably had so many establishing shots because apparently it was a nightmare to get all the sheep there Mm. because it was filmed in Alberta. And the Mm. environmental department prohibited the crew from bringing domestic sheep into the Rockies because they didn't want to bring new diseases to the wildlife. Um, So they had to really keep them... Separate and not allow them to interact with anyone, and like drive them in and out of the mountains like every single day. So they're wow. probably like, we're <laughs> doing so much work just to any sheep. Get we're gonna record sheep the in fuck there. out of them. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> I need another sheep shot, and I need it now. <laughs> Make it worth I, our I, time I, and effort. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: I would like to see like the shooting schedule and just how many pages of <laughs> the schedule are devoted to sheep, sheep establishing shots. Yes. <laughs> sheepy, just
4: like three days just shooting sheep. Yeah,
3: yeah probably. I love that.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I just, I took it as usually when people are herding cattle across country, it's to deliver it to, a like, from one ranch to another. Okay. But, so I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much what their job was, to just look after it and make sure the predators didn't get at that it. That makes sense. And stuff. I also, I like that parallel when there's uh, the shot of one of the sheep that got, like, eaten by a wolf mm. or whatever. Very symbolic for obvious reasons but uh i like it a lot
4: well what did you think it was symbolic of because i have like a different sort of oh maybe oh i
0: definitely thought like the sheep was it's it's pretty much like the this the flashback we get of the the gay couple getting like beaten to death and again parallels to the end of the movie as well
4: okay that makes a lot of sense because to me because it happened right after they had sex for the first Mm -hmm, time and ennis says something about before that before they even like have that they're talking and Ennis says something like, I haven't had time to sin yet, which makes me believe that he was a virgin. Yeah, no, I and think so then the when I saw, that like, says that. So then when I saw the dead sheep, I was like, oh, that's like loss of innocence. But yeah. yours also makes a lot of mm. sense yeah. too. I didn't even think of that.
1: I didn't catch that. Yeah, interesting. I guess it could be both then.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I never caught the virgin thing either. That's that's was interesting. Is he
5: waiting till marriage? I because he had that, so. his partner,
1: Yeah. the, the woman. Yeah i guess i
2: mean then, maybe he was waiting for marriage yeah it was
1: the 60s
0: wait sorry which which character said they're a virgin
2: ennis,
5: ennis.
0: And was he at that time with someone though
5: yeah because he was like i'm getting married to alma when i get back
0: yeah <laughs> get married to alma. like oh, that i thought okay <laughs> i thought he said well, his brother was getting married
4: no his, his that's brother why was, always,
0: he was being moved no off his brother
4: was already married yeah yeah and that's why Ennis was where he was, because he was like left adrift, which is like a big recurring theme, obviously, in Ennis's life, is that mm-hmm. he keeps yeah. being left by the people closest to him. But yeah, I actually, I did read the short story that the film's based off mm-hmm. of. And uh, in the story, there's a line that's like, he had never done anything like this before, but he did it, like, and it was not, he knew how to do it, even though he'd never done this before. And that's- so it was either like, I don't know if it was, he'd never done had gay sex before where, like, he'd had sex in general. Yeah. But when I read that line, I was like, oh, that might prove my theory a little bit. I don't know. That's, That's what
5: I had mentioned when that scene came on. I was like, first of all, it makes total sense that Ennis was the top and Jack was the bottom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't Absolutely, know why, but yeah. it just... That, like, is, that is so... I know, so it makes sense. so much sense, yeah. <laughs> but
5: I was like, but how did Ennis just... Like, Ennis jumped in like it was second nature. And yeah. I said that to you, and I was like, has he had uh, homosexual relationships in the past? Or what? Because it was like he just knew, but he, I guess with him saying he's a virgin, then I I don't know what like the deeper meaning. I guess that they were just so right to for
4: each other that it just was so easy. I, don't I know.
1: guess I don't know.
4: Also, I am gonna say this just if we're gonna talk about sex a little bit here. Mm-hmm. All he did was spit on his dick. I know. Yeah. I know. And yeah. I'm like. <laughs> There was was no warming up. There was no foreplay. No (laughs) no. (laughs) foreplay to get to get the rosebud ready. None of that. No, just straight in.
5: Just absolute pain.
1: Yeah, that was. uh, It looked like it would have been very painful. I was like, okay, well,
5: like obviously, Jack. I think at that point had. I think we we should probably
1: assume that Jack had yeah had experiences, but still, I mean, yeah,
5: I mean, obviously, yeah, it's still, but I mean. But also, I, I will say, day.
2: like, they're in the middle of the woods. They aren't doing the appropriate cleaning That's or douche. Yeah, we were
3: talking about <laughs> That's that. That's exactly
5: what I said. I was like, they definitely yeah. don't have a douche. And yeah. it's they don't have condoms either. So, yeah. like, it's just going to be... And then they just go to bed after. I'm like... And they're bathing in a river.
2: Like, yeah, I was I just it's thinking right. about these. As dark and sad as this is, because when the summer was over and they split up and then... Um, ennis went to cry yeah. and scream and i remembered <laughs> someone died in, in the, the um, end my mind filled in that oh no like ennis gets aids and dies i had
1: the exact, exact same <laughs> which thought, is like Carol. obviously so sad
2: that any uh, like gay love story said in the 80s yeah. i expect someone to get aids and die but it kind of was the reality for millions of gay men at the time so I, but, but this is i'm a, glad this it is wasn't that
1: this is the 60s so this was,
2: oh even better yeah um, but it ends in the 80s it, <laughs> it does, does end, end in, in the 80s, 80s. Okay.
3: oh
0: yeah i guess that's yeah. true yeah. yeah yeah
2: i knew i read the the year 80s somewhere <laughs> well and also
0: yeah, the next right. movie it's takes like over 20 years so. oh um,
2: that's where i read that's what you're it. Okay.
0: thinking okay. of too but there yeah, is a scene mind. in
1: call me <laughs> by your name where i also thought maybe timothy Chalamet had aids but i mean we'll get there when we get there there was just lots of scenes where he just seemed very in pain and i was like is that a symptom is that is no I don't think I don't know if that's a symptom <laughs> for me It's, it's not. But. I
5: was just thinking blood. <laughs> that was the only connection.
1: Just <laughs> blood. I, I should probably
5: know more about that.
1: I, I want to talk about a little bit uh, going back to uh, Jack's death, since we're just talking about sort of random questions we had about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne Hathaway, his wife in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what is her relationship to Jack's death? Do we think? Because she, she seems suspiciously oh, cold. Oh, well, that's about a good it. question. And I don't know if it's like. Her dad found out that he was gay yeah. and killed Jack. What what do what are our thoughts on that? Oh, that's a good theory. I actually. think her dad's dead,
4: though. Him. By that point, isn't he?
1: Oh shit! Yeah, is he? All...
4: Maybe that was in the short story and it wasn't set said in the movie. <laughs> I think
1: the last because I don't I don't remember this. The, <laughs> I don't remember the last <laughs> scene with maybe the dad.
4: Yeah, maybe it was in the short story. It
1: might be because the last scene with the dad in the movie is when he like he tells, them tells him to go fuck himself. He freaks out. At yeah, Thanksgiving right. dinner or whatever. But I don't think there's anything with the parents after that and no. i so the movie doesn't really say i don't think one way or another
5: okay. i feel i feel like the way i interpreted her suspiciousness was that she i think she might have found out about them before he passed away and now so she's kind of like sad but a little bitter you know when if i've heard of people that have like lost a partner and then they find out that they were cheating while they were alive and it's kind of like you have these weird emotions of like you're so... You're, like, mourning, but also angry. Mm. So I feel mm. like she... It might have been a, a factor. Like, she might have... I, I doubt that her dad would have killed him. Like, I feel like that's really, like... That's really intense, you know?
4: Marco's, like... I don't know. Head I, cannon. This her, is what's going I, well, on. Well,
1: <laughs> here's what makes me think know. it, though, is, like, her dad was such a shithole to him the whole yeah. movie that yeah. I wouldn't... I wouldn't be...
2: But it was totally because he was surprised. poor and uneducated Not because he was gay Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, A perfect so reason probably... to be mean to someone
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I definitely didn't have that idea Prior to hearing it from you Marco yeah. But now it makes, sen- it makes a lot of sense to me Before hearing that My theory was just that um, At some point that we didn't see They broke up mm. Uh, mm. Like r- really recently And that's why she didn't seem Too shaken up about hearing about Her husband's death I, I did, I thought about, like, if she had any involvement in it, but before thinking about, before bringing her dad into the, the theory, I didn't really yeah. see how that would have connected at all, but uh, I don't know, I think I might have to agree with that.
5: Yeah, now. the only, I mean, the main suspicious thing, other than how she was acting so cold, was that she, like, lied about how he died. You know, yeah. like, she, true too. she said that he was, like, changing a tire, it exploded, something hit him, so, and that's obviously not true, so, like, why would she be hiding the... T- either like she wouldn't know Ennis is gay so she wouldn't be trying to like protect him and you know not tell him the truth of what happened so clearly she is her family is suspicious in some way
4: well I think to me I felt like the death was kind of ambiguous I was like Mm -hmm. Mm. to me so when Anne Hathaway says the story of like this is what happened and then when they had the scene cut to Jack getting assaulted yeah I thought that was like Ennis's
1: Headcanon. thought of like
4: oh. I thought that was Ennis being like oh this is probably what actually happened like oh. he's basing because it off of, of the story ch- that he oh. heard and then at the end when he Ooh. and then uh, well then I started to think like oh that maybe is what happened at the when he's at his um when Ennis is at Jack's parents house and they were like oh he's gonna bring another man here um, instead of you mm-hmm. and then we find out about the other relationship yeah. and then I was like oh it might, it might actually that might have been what happened
3: Yeah, that's really um, interesting.
4: But to go back to the uh, Anne Hathaway phone call, um, I read uh, an interview that she did when the movie was coming out or after it came out um, about if her character knew. Mm. And she said that she did one take where her character knew about Jack and knew that he um, was in love with men and then did another take where she had no idea. I'm reading that right now. Nice. And that... (laughs) The um, when they were editing it, they like spliced it together. That's so she cool. Doesn't, she Just doesn't know for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's That's like really cool. the only one who knows is the director for sure. Who like yeah. what the actual story is? I
2: found it interesting because she said she didn't even want to know. She's like I'll play yeah. it both ways, but honestly, it doesn't matter to me either way what the reality is. Yeah. I find really interesting.
1: You know what's yeah. so cool about that is the, the movie. I think we're talking about next week if I remember our schedule correctly uh, for the podcast. Has that exact same thing happen in it? There's oh, an really? actor in that movie that played his scenes um two or three different ways, two and three different interpretations, and they edited it all together using takes from each so you're you're never really sure what that character is uh going on about hmm. which we'll talk about next week when we get to that yeah, movie. Yeah. I don't even remember what <laughs> next week's episode is uh we'll talk about it later. I guess don't say, I won't it say it <laughs> we'll say it'll talk
0: about <laughs> yeah, it. <later>. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, either way, I'll just add to this. Um, whatever the case may be with this phone call scene, I like that it's, like, immediately on the heels of the scene where Ennis um, is like, like the amount of stuff I know about you, I could, like, have you killed with what, with what we've done and what I know about you. And, like, the fact that it actually comes to fruition, it's very heart-wrenching. Yeah. However it happened. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do we have any... Uh, final Brokeback Mountain things we'd like to get out before we move on to Call Me By Your Name?
0: I didn't mention it yet but I mean it's been mentioned but I didn't say anything about it yet but like I just love the look of this movie I mean I mm-hmm. talked about like the yeah. location specifically but even just not just the location how it was shot Yeah, and yeah the performances again we've we've talked about I can't believe how many um, I guess cameos but they weren't even cameos because time. most of these people weren't anybody yeah. at the time yeah it's cool uh, it's, that Excuse me, fun.
4: Anna Faris was somebody. Okay, David well,
0: David Harbour David was that. yeah. in yeah, that's fine. That's oh, fair. Yeah. We should
4: probably talk. Yeah. about David
2: Harbour.
4: Well,
2: Anne Hathaway was, was even... in The Princess Diaries. So uh, she yeah, she very was my famous.
4: icon. Apparently, she uh, apparently she auditioned for this film while she was shooting Princess Diaries too, and she was like, "No way!" Came, in, came into the audition in a ball gown and like the hair done up. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, she came
2: that's during hilarious. her lunch break. <laughs> Yeah! Oh wow. Wow!
0: But even like I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal was the Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal he is now. No No, definitely not. not.
2: But he was friends with um, Heath Ledger um, and is the godfather to Heath Ledger's daughter son.
4: Yeah with yeah daughter with Michelle Williams. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh that's so sad. Oh I didn't know that So Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger were actually a couple Yeah
2: Yeah. I think they met and fell in love on the set Um, Wow And it's interesting because in the scene where Michelle Sees them when they first Meet up again post Mm -hmm. Brokeback Mountain And they have to like She catches them making out she apparently told them to make out harder so that it was really believable for her and she could give an authentic reaction. That's funny. So she's like, hey boyfriend,
4: apparently make out too- with this man more. <laughs> apparently too, during that scene, Heath Ledger almost broke Jake Hall's nose because he was like kissing
2: himself.
4: <laughs> oh my God. So intense.
1: My final Brookwreck Mountain thought is just, it has one of my favorite line readings of all time is when Jake Gyllenhaal is freaking out at the end. It's their last scene together. And he's like, "Oh, like we could have had such a good life. We could have had this. We could have had that. And all we have now is Brokeback Mountain." And I don't know why, but just that <laughs> line reading makes me laugh so hard. Like just the it, the fucking anger and just the the fact that it's the title of the movie as well. It's, it's like it's just such that's, a funny yeah. line reading Also, it's how a classic like they said the title. Yeah.
4: How we not moment. talked about the like meme that came out of this? The, um, I don't know how to quit you. Oh yeah, the I don't
2: know how <laughs> yeah, to quit you. The mean. classic. Uh, I don't know how to quit you. I
1: don't know how to quit you.
2: Well, we almost got um, Matt Damon and Joaquin Phoenix delivering these lines. Holy Um, shit, really? Yeah, because apparently Gus Van Sant was attempting to make the film because people had the rights to the short story for quite a few years before it was actually made, and it was passed around to a bunch of different people. Um, so he wanted to make the film and he wanted to cast Matt Damon and Joaquin Phoenix but Matt Damon was like I just made a gay movie and I also just made a cowboy movie so I can't now do a gay cowboy movie (laughs) it's just too much
0: what movie was that?
2: Um, the gay movie was The Talented Mr. Ripley and the cowboy movie was All the Pretty Horses Mm. I haven't heard of that one Mm. Um, I haven't either but yes we said he couldn't do it
1: <laughs> nice well I'm glad we got this movie instead because uh, yeah I don't know how it would feel yeah. about a Gus Van Sant Matt well Damon I'm glad it ended movie, up but...
2: with Ang Lee um, yeah it was what brought him back to filmmaking because he said he was exhausted after
1: all. <laughs> yeah I would be
2: exhausted he, he after he retirement <laughs> right after <all>. Hulk <laughs>
3: <laughs> poor Ang Lee that's actually
0: really funny he's so he, talented I mean I'm sure he was extremely involved in the editing
1: <laughs> holy <laughs> shit that movie, so. all right Are we switching? Time to fuck some peaches. All right. I have so much
3: to say.
1: Let's do this. Okay. Uh, First, general thoughts. Again, we'll start with uh, Maddie and slash Dan, whichever one of you wants to go first, because neither of you had seen this before. So go ahead. Oh okay.
4: Dan, you yeah Maddie, no Dan, you go first. No, you're the
0: guest. (laughs) No, you're the
4: guest. (laughs) I insist.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. but I'm gonna edit it so that you. (laughs)
4: So annoying. Um, yeah, so I hadn't seen it before this, um, and then I actually found it a little bit difficult to watch just because of the army Hammer stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think had I seen it before I knew about all of that, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, obviously the age gap was a thing. To be fair, the film takes place in the 80s, right?
3: Yeah. So I like,
4: I could kind of in my brain give that a little leeway because like of the times, Still not great, obviously, but I could kind it of happens. forgive that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I could And forgive also the that. age of
2: consent in Italy is like 16 or something, but that doesn't make it okay. Oh, so, by so any it's means. like 21 jump street. <laughs> <words>. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a real
1: 21 jump street situation
4: <laughs> <laughs> where they just have to say she's 18, she's 18, <laughs> she's 18,
1: so it's cool. Don't worry,
4: yeah. I um, I did like it, like, I thought it was a very touching, I thought it was, I, I thought it was like a great coming of age story and kind of. Finding your first real relationship where you love somebody and kind of dealing with yeah. the emotions that goes with that. I would probably recommend it to people who. I would recommend it if you like want to feel like you're in Italy because it looked great. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta Italy's go soon. Similar, Have yeah. a little apérol spritz. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it's a great coming of age movie. So I would probably recommend it to people who really like those sort of films like 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 a like a romance where you know it's not always a great ending. Same thing with like Brokeback Mountain if you want something that feels a little tragic at the end where you feel yeah. a little heartbroken, this is the film for you. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah, so this is my first time seeing this movie. Yeah. And it's so hard because I love so much about this movie and then every time I was invested in this story, I was like, "Oh yeah," This is a seventeen-year-old yep. and a twenty-four-year-old. Yep. Like I wanted it. F- every time I forgot about that, I wanted it to happen so bad, and then it just kept creeping, creeping mm-hmm. back up behind me. And I was like, "God damn it!" But like, everything else about this movie is beautiful. I love how it was shot. Yeah. It looks like an '80s movie, but in in the best way. Like not like not Stranger Things. Not like yeah. a dated. <laughs> no, I mean. Not even like that. Like, it doesn't look like it was shot on data right. technology, and it just looks like shit. Right, like, right. It, the beautiful film grain mm-hmm. and everything, and everything's hazy and, and vintage. I love it. I fell in love with the look of this mm-hmm. film. I also like, this is a very specific thing, but I love how supportive uh, Elio's parents yeah. are. Yeah. Just right right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. not even an issue. Yeah. It's not even, like, part of his arc. But should anything. it have
2: been an issue? Because of the age gap. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, oh, Okay. Talking about that, yes, <laughs> yes, but like They're just like an issue with him being it. gay. Like, <laughs> as far as
2: I'm concerned,
5: yeah, no, for real, like, yeah, yeah. like you know, Billy Bobby's. Millie Bobby, the whole drama with Millie Bobby oh, Brown and how yeah, he her was parents and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, supported it and like let him live with them, whatever. Like that, this was that was this. I whole didn't situation. know that. Yeah, like it's, it's very
0: weird. Okay, to clarify, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant supportive about his yes, sexuality, yes. not oh, yeah, about his yes. well, situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, i leave. I don't want to say too much more right now, but uh, Army Hammer's a weirdo, mm-hmm. but his performance was really good. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet, oh, yeah. as usual, very good. Uh, most of the rest of the cast was mostly unknowns probably just local casting it was
1: if i remember correctly uh from the credits and stuff i think most of this movie was made with like an italian crew like in italy and stuff yeah so yeah a lot of the side cast with the exception of like michael stuhlberg who is just the boy elio's dad but um yeah Mm -hmm.
0: what else is he he's i've seen him in so he's in steve
1: jobs he plays the guy in steve jobs that always gets shit on and then (laughs) he's i mean he's in a lot of stuff but he's also dan in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, he gets the credit. Oh, he's, that <laughs> he's the guy? guy that gets the fucking title credit for no
0: reason. <laughs> he was in
1: it for like five seconds. Yeah, yeah that's him.
0: Oh, he's—I knew I heard that name he's before. Such recently. a good actor. Like I love mm-hmm. him, but yeah. Anyway, I'll put it there for now.
2: Wait, recommends?
0: Oh yeah, oh recommend. yeah, yeah. So this one's harder because <laughs> grooming. Yeah, yeah. but. <laughs>
4: Just a little bit. Okay, first off,
0: I'll say the same thing as Brokeback Mountain as, like, it's not a kid's movie. There's actually much more explicit things in this movie than even Mm -hmm. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, this is, like, I'm actually questioning if I liked the movie because of the whole age difference. Like, there's so much I did like about the movie, Mm. but what is my overall final opinion on, like, what it's, what's going on here? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which, I mean, that'll develop as we discuss, so I'll just say (laughs) no going in. That there's a very inappropriate age gap in the in the relationship you're going to be seeing. But the general romance vibe is extremely well done. Yeah. And just about everything else about this movie is extremely well done. So it's definitely worth worth watching. So I will um, still recommend. Like, I'm glad I watched the movie. Yeah.
1: Madison? Oh,
5: I have so much to say. I don't even know how to... <laughs> So I, to piggyback off what Maddie said, so the first time I, well, the first few times I watched this movie, it was before all the Army Hammer stuff came out. So I had, like, this deep love and connection to this movie, and then it, like, felt like it got a little tainted after the Army Hammer stuff, and now, Hmm. obviously, like, watching it afterwards, it's like, you can't help but think of that stuff. And the grooming, of course. Like, again, I watched it with very innocent eyes. Like, I didn't know the storyline. Like, was it a... A novel before, yeah, it yeah. Was a novel. okay, because I yeah. didn't know anything, so I really thought they were the same age, and it then it clued in when I started realizing he was a grad student. Like, yeah. I didn't really think too hard about the ages, and I think knowing that like Army is in his 30s and Timothy Chalamet's in his late 20s, like, I had an easier time digesting the relationship just knowing mm-hmm. them as like the real actors, but mm-hmm. obviously the more I learned about the true ages, what they were supposed to be,
2: I was like, okay. I think in real life, they have a 10 year age gap.
5: Yeah, I think so. he's like, Timmy's like
2: 26 Timmy. and
5: <laughs> I, I, cause I looked it up just to make sure an army is 35. So it's okay. like, yeah, Okay. I mean, very obviously consenting adults and whatever, but everything about this movie other than the grooming and the <laughs> army hammer stuff is just like one of my all time favorite films, like Suv John Stevens is just a yeah. artistic genius and his music like rips my heart out so having that, his music with this movie just yeah. like made so much sense like Dan said the aesthetics of just like the most beautiful cinematography of Italy like it, it makes you want to go and be there and immerse yourself like that and like all the beautiful blue lakes and oceans that they're swimming in and oh it's just so much about it I love so it does kind of suck that it was tainted by freaking army I also don't by I don't personally agree yeah what do you say
1: by cannibalism oh yeah well no.
5: <laughs> yeah I, I don't personally think that army hammer and I've said this to Marco is like the best casting for oh. uh, for Oliver like I aside from the cannibal stuff I just feel like
1: cannibalism aside
5: Yeah. Just, I, thought,
0: I thought you were going to say I don't personally think Army Hammer's a cannibal. Oh no, I <laughs> no
5: he is. I like it. you had the text. inside knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I saw the text. I believe it.
1: allegedly he is definitely yeah. a cannibal. Yeah, allegedly,
5: definitely. But uh, yeah, I just personally like I know. I mean, I'm partial because I'm obsessed with Timothy Chalamet. I've seen every one of his films. I'm obsessed with him as an actor, and I think that he has the "Call Me by Your Name" look sure. and personality. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Army Hammer, <laughs> once he speaks. It just takes me out of it. I'm not Would Shia LaBeouf be better for you? Because no,
2: that, that was almost no. uh, an alternate reality. Oh, my God. No. no. You need I else. actually,
4: sorry, I'm going to piggyback off of yeah. uh, Madison real quick. I actually thought the same thing, but yeah. I thought he was too old. I was like, this oh, guy okay. doesn't look 24. He doesn't yeah. come across
1: like a grad yeah, student. Yeah, because
0: he has such a low voice. No. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Like he, he seemed much older yeah. than what he was, which I think also made me made it a little bit more uncomfortable because, like, Timothy Chalamet... Forever looks, looks like, like a Victorian yeah. child. So <laughs> <Yeah>. putting <laughs> them together, yeah. you're like, oh, Exactly. <laughs> That's Victorian what I was saying, to Marco,
5: is like Army Hammers like this buff blonde typical like american like chiseled god looking figure and then you've got this
3: scrawny
5: ill looking (laughs) beautiful boy like i think he's gorgeous but that's besides the point um i don't know i just feel like he was in yes (laughs) yeah oh yeah i did that (laughs) that movie's (laughs) amazing so you guys should actually do that in a future episode wait
3: what movie beautiful Beautiful Boy. boy
5: It's with him and Steve, Steve Carell, just called beautiful yeah, Chloe. it's got Steve Carell. It's about addiction. It's, it's like, yeah, so a amazing true
2: story. It's also heart wrenching.
5: Yeah, yeah. But uh, right. I'm, I could ramble forever about this movie. Um, <laughs> so I'll stop. Recommendations? I would recommend it. Honestly, yeah, like to anyone who's in the mood, like you know when you just want a good cry and like you, you don't have you don't have it in you. You just need to like either listen to a song or watch something to prompt it. Definitely watch mm-hmm. this. This the ending scene. That leads into the credits is just like you feel like you're there feeling all that emotion. And I, yeah, I would just say again, because there's so, such sexual scenes, like very vulgar sexual scenes, I would say just. Nobody watch it with other people. Especially, <laughs> especially like own. family or siblings, like... <laughs> or grandpa. Maybe just watch it alone. Yeah.
1: That's a good call. This would be yeah. weird to watch with parents, yeah. yeah.
5: Oh, God. Yeah. The peach scene yeah. is like nothing. The eating of the peach. Yeah, the
1: eating of the peach is really what gets me every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, Anyways. <laughs> if Brokeback okay. Mountain would give old people a heart attack, like... Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah,
1: this would Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If
5: you are a homophobic old man or woman, don't
1: watch don't this. Don't watch this. All right, I'll jump in. Uh, The first time I saw this was with you. We watched it together the first time on streaming somewhere when it came to streaming. Uh, Really enjoyed it, and then, again, have seen it more recently. Uh, I'll piggyback off what you said about the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is really beautiful. Um, The original songs and stuff for it are awesome, and I listen to them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked a lot about the plot and the themes and stuff, and I, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. I think it's a beautiful story if you forget about the grooming. But I also don't, and I guess we can get into it in in more in-depth in a little bit, like, I I don't know if the movie is necessarily, like, like, having, okay, we've talked about this before, but, like, having grooming in a movie in and of itself does not make the movie bad. It's more like, what's the movie's stance on that happening? And so, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like, I think the movie, it could have leaned harder into, like, oh, that was kind of fucked up, and it didn't, which is why I think it feels weird, um... Which I guess we can get into some of the details of that in a bit. But I do struggle with that a little bit. But so I just pretend it doesn't exist. uh, And I (laughs) just pretend they're the same age and enjoy the movie. But the thing I really want to talk about, the thing that's like so close to my heart with this movie and and why I love it so much is, as you guys have said, like the aesthetic and the way it captures Italy. Mm -hmm. And this is like such a random specific thing. But uh, uh, like as someone that has spent time, decent amount of time there um, and is from that culture, I do struggle a lot of the time with the stereotypes of the way like Italy is shot or presented in film because it's always like
4: the fountain.
1: It's always like, we're going to Italy and then hard cut and like then there's just like red tablecloths and it's you like mean it's, it's not all like that. It's not. Believe it or not. <laughs> Even the fucking godfather starts and at the at the Italian wedding, some old man is singing that song. And I'm like, this is a child song in Italy. Like Italian people don't just listen to this one fucking song. But anyway, like but yeah, the the way it's captured, right? Like, I think there is a tendency, especially in parts of the world that are like hot, like physically hot there's always this weird like orange aesthetic that people try to yeah. capture with it this desert like everything is hot like aesthetic and bad. like like breaking bad yes. like fucking everything everything is like that and so yeah to see italy in this all
5: the blues and like cooler, like tones.
1: as an actual like place yeah like the greens and it the actually blues. reminded me more of greece in this movie it, yeah which is mm. what it's like but just not presented that way most of the time <laughs> but yeah and like the specificity of Italy of even when they're having breakfast outside and like what's on the breakfast table like if you like paying attention to that like on my second watch I was like this has all been on tables that I've eaten at there this is like they exactly pizza the but breakfast you all know
2: there. how to crack an no. egg right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> That's-
1: that yeah I know I know um, <laughs> but yeah like and, and like the, the bike riding and when they go into the town and all of that like it just it feels so real to me and i have said before like if you ever want to go to italy but just can't go to italy just watch this movie and it's it does pretty much the best job of taking you there without actually going there i've ever seen and like Mm -hmm. that's very heartwarming to me and i enjoy sitting through the movie just for that experience and then even like to go to the end of the movie like the fact that they again show italy as a real place with like seasons and so like it's cold and there's snow and like they're wearing like not summer clothes and i was like yeah, can you believe that? Like, I Italy couldn't. Italy I has you. seasons. Like It's like,
2: there's snow in Italy.
1: Yes, especially <laughs> I northern in Italy.
2: Italy yeah. that. I'm that. Okay, um, did you say your recommends?
1: I would recommend this to anyone that uh, wants to go to Italy. Also, if you, as you guys have said, if you're in the mood for, like, a love story, this is a good, good love story. Yeah, I think, like, again, as we're talking about, just be aware of the content in it. Like, at the end of the day, if if you're younger and maybe not ready to uh handle very sexually explicit content like don't watch it uh and then also if you know that gay love is gonna offend you then just don't bother watching it like i I, I don't know why you'd put yourself through that um so yeah i other than that though you know i think again like there are elements of this movie that have like elements of grooming in it so if that is a trigger for you. You might wanna stay away from it, but it's also not really tackled ever head on, so you can kind of just pretend they're different ages. Mm -hmm. But I you know, I'll leave that up to your discretion.
2: Yeah, on that note, I did watch this at The Golden Time right when it came out. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I just remember there being so much hype around this movie. Yeah. When it like Mm in the in the Oscars awards circuit. Um, and so I am blessed to have like a little local one screen theater um, that at the time I was living down the street from that plays all of the Oscar Beatty type things um, so I got to watch this movie there with my best friend and roommate Caroline who was on the podcast before uh, mm-hmm. in the 420 episode um, and we kind of didn't know what we were getting into just that like movie based on a novel that Caroline had read and I hadn't at the time I since have um But yeah, so we went into it and were absolutely emotionally wrecked, fully sobbing in the middle of the theater. We had to like sit for 10 minutes afterwards to recover. And obviously it was really nice to watch it without all the Army Hammer drama because that hadn't come out yet. And at the time I also went into it really ignorantly. And even though the age discrepancy, it looks like it is bigger than it is even in the story canonically but in my head I honestly didn't question it and I did assume that he was at least yeah. 18 so the grooming part didn't really offend me until I then like did a google and then later read the book but when I was watching it thankfully that didn't taint my experience mm-hmm. at the time so I was also like Madison obsessed with it yeah. I had seen it like very many times afterwards if I ever just needed a good cry because mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's it's good and gorgeous and Mm -hmm. really pulls on the heartstrings but yeah and looking back kind of similarly now it is kind of like weird to be like ah this is a not okay relationship but i do understand i guess because i'm last i can kind of also bridge us into an actual conversation now yeah go for it um i'll do recommends too but um i do kind of understand Mm -hmm. why they did make him 17 and younger because the story focuses so much on like discovering your sexuality Mm -hmm. in general and Mm -hmm. like the similar to the dead sheep, a loss of innocence and just (laughs) like truly it's all hormones, like I said at the time. And obviously that doesn't make grooming okay, but I do understand why the author of the original novel decided to make the protagonist so young, but it is obviously weird in hindsight. So With that, I do recommend it to people who want a good love story and can ignore things like grooming um, and a cannibal starring in a film. Um, But if you can't (laughs) ignore that, don't watch it because it is kind of distracting.
1: (laughs) So I just, I want to piggyback off that since we're talking about the grooming stuff. Like my takeaway, because it it, it always, yeah, like to what you're saying, it has to be intentional because not only is the age discrepancy like that in the book, but then also to cast, as we said, the youngest looking actor and a really old looking actor like it's it they're they're trying to drive that home but and i think like maddie made a point about this about this movie very much playing like a coming of age story and so i think if you view it through that lens and what what we've talked about the idea that like i mean unfortunately for a lot of people like coming of age sexually can end up happening via a more sexually experienced yeah. older person and especially i think uh, this having to do with Elio, like, figuring out his sexuality and not necessarily, like, being comfortable to take that step alone, like, to have a more sexually experienced man who has probably been with other men, although we don't know, again, we don't know 100%, but assumptions can be made there. Um, I think that's why that exists. Is not to be like, it is grooming, but also, like, sometimes like, that is how people figure out their sexuality, which is, like, an unfortunate dichotomy that exists in the real world. I do think again you know maybe had someone said that uh like towards the end of the movie it mm-hmm. wouldn't feel so weird yeah um but I think that's sort of something that they put out there and it's more like not good or bad but hey this is how it happens sometimes
2: I think the issue is in the book it's never addressed and if anything because I don't know if anyone else here has read the book mm-hmm no. Um I also read it a while ago and we know how my brain works so there's not That's much true. left up mm-hmm. here but I do remember that they never like explicitly say like this is the age gap and it's bad that it's this big. It's yeah. never really pointed out in the novel to be an issue at all and the novel even goes further and they reconnect like
3: mm. a no. decade
2: later and like continue a more <laughs> platonic relationship because he is married to a woman mm-hmm. at the time and you know the whole thing um but yeah so it is kind of a relationship that is still regarded like fondly and upkept mm. for a long time right in the novel so that's
5: what i was gonna say is kind of resolved it for me was that they don't end up together yeah. it's not like yeah this fairy tale like like glamorizing yeah but they obviously don't like make any commentary on how grooming is wrong but they also don't let them end up together and it kind of shows like how oliver was clearly more mature and in a later stage of his life to be getting married than than elio but i do like they could have made him eighteen. Like, I just don't understand the one year, like, why he had (laughs) to be 17. Yeah, 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 Like, I just, like, even if it was, yeah, 18 and 20, still not great, but I can understand a summer fling, you know, you're, I don't know, with an older person, but but 17, like, just make him an adult, and that would have been okay, especially even, because they don't have to, like, do exactly what the book did. I don't know why with modern times they didn't just for the sake of but again they never mention the ages explicitly so maybe in the movie elio's 18 we don't know like right like it doesn't I guess they that's never did they ever
1: it. say he's
0: 17 no, i think they Not do in the no. movie did, did they i think because i feel like before we talked about this post me watching the movie i had it in my head that he was 17 or maybe huh. maybe it was that i read the imdb synopsis and they just took yeah. that from the, the book. book and put that in the movie synopsis? Could be. Maybe Could in the movie they, they actually don't mention that. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I, I like I'm Googling it and it does, like, in the synopsis it'll say Elio's 17, Oliver's 24, but they never, as far as I know, they never addressed it in the movie. Like, they never... Because s- what context would they ever say their ages? you know? As so, you know,
1: I'm 17 and you're 24. Yeah. <laughs> but
5: there is also,
0: like, Elio is on summer holiday, which yeah. means he's... At least he's he's no older than high school, right?
5: Well, well university we had summer. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I guess do yeah. I guess that's and, with, possible. and
5: with with <laughs> Oliver like being like a grad student, like he's working with Elio's dad, but you can do research earlier in undergrad. So that's why I kind of was like I was thinking, oh maybe this is like a summer research project. For Oliver I was and Elio's university, like, on- yeah.
0: grasping yeah. at straws, I was like, "Please, anything to make this." <laughs> yeah, well,
5: because I didn't know the ages, but like I said, I watched. We watched this very long ago, before yeah. all the kind of uproar came out up, came out and about. And so I was literally thinking they were like two university students. One sure. was on summer break, or like even high school and second year university. Like he's doing a research a research elective in the summer with with Elio's dad. Yeah, like I didn't really think that hmm. deep about it, and. Because I know, like, how old Timothy Chalamet is. Like, I was always, I never, like, I didn't have that predisposed. Like, oh, he looks like a baby. He's so young, and Army Hammer's so much older than him. I just thought mm-hmm. I, I knew they were around, around the same age. So I think that's why it was easier for me to digest. Yeah, <laughs> when I and, was watching it,
0: and I don't even have that much of a. Pro- it's not so much a problem with uh, Elio being attracted to. Oliver, like that's yes. it's normal for yeah. kids to be attracted to find yeah. adults attractive, but it's it's the reverse yeah. is the real problem.
2: Well, yeah, yeah uh, well he should know better. Than exactly.
0: Yes, exactly. as an
2: adult.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I will say that I think this movie might have been different had it come out later. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. like the Me Too movement, which I think kind of spread a little bit more widespread awareness of what grooming could be yeah Yeah. um that came that didn't happen until 2018 and this movie came out in 2017
0: this movie came out in 2017
4: yeah so i think that would have been a i think they might have had to address it maybe not had Mm -hmm. to but there might have been a little bit more pressure and i think when it first came out people might have been a little bit more aware
5: i think too they're like not to keep talking about the grooming because there are better aspects video, of though. the movie this is how most of our conversations yeah.
1: go we pick one thing talk about it i never, thought I, would
5: this say that, I never thought I would yeah. say that sentence not to talk even more about the grooming yeah but, um but i think what's so what's tricky with with this movie is that it's grooming between a man and a man yes and yes. i think mm. that uh, we you know like lolita right yeah. there's like the older man preying on the younger woman. Sure. It's Lolita, right? Yeah.
1: I think so. Yep. That's the Stanley Kubrick one, Yeah, it one, is. Right?
5: Yeah, okay. okay. And then obviously it's in a like... novel, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know how much I, ha- I hate Stanley Kubrick, so anytime <laughs> <laughs> something based on one of his fucking movies comes out, of yeah. course he would make that movie. What yeah. a creep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, and continue. then like
5: obviously in like a lot of mainstream media, there's a lot of commentary about older men preying on younger women. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this is like even more troublesome because it's like, the first time I've really seen or heard of anything of like older men with younger men, you know? I don't know, maybe I've like been sheltered, but I feel like it's, yeah, finally time for a story like that to kind of come out because it's like, it is a little bit like Oliver was in a very, or Elia was in a very like vulnerable position, not only like questioning his sexuality, but which gives Oliver a little bit of power. But also, he's so much younger. So there's, like, a lot of issues going on there, but...
1: Power dynamic issues.
5: Yeah, major power mm. dynamic. So I think, yeah, that's just something yeah. I wanted to mention is, like, it was our... F- I've, I've, I haven't have seen another movie. Because even Brokeback Mountain, obviously, the same ages, like, that's not a, uh, a problem in the movie. But I haven't seen a movie other than this with, like, that issue of grooming between two men.
1: And maybe that's, like, part of it is the idea that, hey, we're at a point now where we can tell a love story between two men and it doesn't have to be idealized idealized. you know what i mean like yeah there's also weird shit that happens between gay men there's weird shit that happens between any relationship relationship. like it's it's not going to be perfect just because they're gay like that's that's not you know we can now get a little bit deeper than that in our storytelling it's not 2005 anymore so i I like that
0: too it's just uh like we mentioned before we're not really sure if that's
1: actually with <laughs> the, the stance <laughs> of the movie yeah that's know, the problem that's yeah. the pro- we're adding all this context to it but yeah
2: because
4: we still want to enjoy it i do i I've,
1: like and i did
2: enjoy that's the this
4: thing. movie,
1: but like yeah it was it was hard to at times because that kept coming yeah back. it
4: was a little hard to ignore yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you, you really do have to bring your own <laughs> like this is how i'm viewing the stance yeah. of the movie and i think it mm-hmm. works that way and if you don't then yeah it's a little it's a little tough but I mean, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the million other good things in the movie. We don't have to just fixate on this. But yeah, performance-wise, uh, again, great performances across the board. Fucking Timothy Chalamet's cry at the end of the movie—just oh. the prolonged cry—I was like, holy crap! <laughs> like, what? Just a wonderful little piece of acting that he does there.
4: He's really good. He, I think he's like—he's one of the best yeah. young actors. Like, I agree. There's no way he's not going to win an Oscar. Sometimes. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
5: I honestly, I feel like like the grouping of basically all the people that take part in um Greta Gerwig's films yeah uh, like Sir Ronan <laughs> Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet like these three are like my idols of like honestly like they're on the same level as I'm as like Meryl, Meryl Streep yeah. yeah like of the older generation so I'm, I'm yeah, excited yeah. to see what they do because again you'll see beautiful boy hopefully i really recommend it like it's just okay. he's so incredible and yeah that scene at the end like that was so and it's so prolonged that you're i know so it's so uncomfortable
1: but it's so good and you yeah you need
5: that because it's like yeah it's showing kind of like that first love heartbreak yeah he's currently
2: filming way. a new film with luca guadagnino Really? Right now. Yeah. Nice.
4: Yeah, I heard about this. It's about cannibalism, right? No way. Okay, no idea. way. Are I'm pretty
1: shitting? sure it
2: is. Are they yeah, doing yeah. yeah.
4: Back? I'm serious.
1: Army Emerson Was this whole was on it on all them.
0: method acting for this I'm one? I'm serious.
2: Movie. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe. Well, it's so interesting because right after the movie talk. came out and everyone loved it, they were like we're making another one. It's the author of the oh, original what? novel is going to write another novel, like which scene- he did no? and it came out in 2019. Yes. Oh, that's so the author wrote a second novel um, came out in 2019 everyone on board was like I'm really excited to make the second movie it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and obviously now I think um, people are less excited for that Yeah. I think.
1: yeah. Um, don't, don't do sequels but... to indie movies that's, no, that's I so yeah. lame
4: yeah the next film called Bones and All it's oh about cannibalism. <laughs> well,
5: Sebastian Sam was incredible in uh, Fresh. 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 So I'm, I'm ready for. A can- yeah, for I a think
1: we're ready for more cannibal films. I, yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's we fine. were too hard on, okay. on the cannibals.
2: Kinds. But the best, <laughs> no. the best part about Fresh, though, was it. It did end with a woman's revenge. Yes. Yes. That and, was very well, good. I don't know yes. if Bones and All will go in that same direction. That's yeah. what made I Fresh think. so palatable to me. Yes. Not yeah. palatable. The whole Digestible <laughs> Digestible you might say I was going with okay, it Okay that's, that's my cue I'm getting out of here
1: <laughs> The woman's revenge And then also that little Wait, dance That they do
2: Speaking of digestion The peach eating scene Oh no
1: <laughs> Oh yeah The peach eating scene
2: I mean, He didn't explicitly eat it In the movie He just he like, was Put it to his to, mouth like, He was I mean Because in the book to. He does explicitly take oh. a bite Oh Yeah Okay oh. Yeah
5: Yeah I don't know what that was Like <laughs> <God>. <laughs> No like <let me laughs> honestly Like I don't know Like what I think it's pretty mean, clear Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. no no I don't know what it was but like what was the meaning behind it and then he starts crying afterwards I think it was like a a, a weird power moment like it made me that scene aside from eating a peach filled with semen uh, it made me <laughs> uncomfortable because it was like he's like taunting him and then yeah. Elio starts breaking down crying and it's like it's just yeah it highlights the power influence mm-hmm. a little bit
2: i will say what i interpreted it as and i think i don't know i've seen this on the internet i don't know if it was also the author and director agreeing with it or if i've mm. extrapolated um but the reason he breaks down crying is because the fact that army hammer was willing to eat a peach <laughs> um filled with his semen he's so honored um, yeah it was like (laughs) the ultimate form of acceptance it's like you accept me right after i've masturbated into a peach how beautiful is that right and then he thinks Uh, i'm gonna miss him when he leaves
0: that's that's how i read it yeah and it's you kind of have to read this movie now in the two like (laughs) the two different ways (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. through like two lenses of like one is if he is 17 and it's a grooming situation and the other one is if it isn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like while I was watching, it, I was wavering between the two, but I think at this point, I was probably watching through the lens of like, I'd forgotten about that for a second. It was just like sure. a romance between these two people. So I was like, yeah, I kind of read it like don't do this because it's going to it's gonna hurt even more knowing that you're leaving soon. Like the, yeah. the more right. we... We come together the, the more it's gonna hurt When it's time, come
2: time to come <laughs> together Sorry <laughs> The more they're gonna Come together
0: <laughs> But yeah um, So that's That's yeah. how I Kind of looked at
2: it That
0: makes
5: I'm
1: sense That is okay. Yeah Yeah
5: exactly <laughs> But one theme I like Appreciate that Someone touched on earlier That is The like Acceptance In the movie yeah. mm. Not only from Like his parents Which is just such a, Like if you have Daddy issues Like that scene With Elio's dad Just talking to him and holding him it's like that will part. hurt yes. yeah it's so good <laughs> but but like even just Marcia, like yeah. like she was in a relationship with someone she thought that he like they were in a relationship and then she's just completely accepting of it didn't work out and he's in love with someone else who's a man and she just doesn't even it's not even like a thing you know she's yeah. just kind of like like she sees him in the car crying and they have that moment and it's like everyone around him accepts him and it's just so he's allowed to be like, I don't know, who he wants to be and doesn't feel like he has to suppress anything, which is obviously very different from Brookeback. It's a lot of like suppression and like mm. internalized struggle and stuff. So that was refreshing to see that it just wasn't even a thing that people were like, Yeah. Oh, you're gay? Like it's just, it was just a thing that he was in love more so. Yeah. Like his dad, the, that yeah. whole speech was more just about being in love more so than being gay.
0: Yeah. If this took place in the yeah. US during the
1: 80s. It would be, It'd be a whole
4: different Well, will, Well, Brokeback ended in the 80s, like early 80s, right? which it, like around the same time that this film took place. Takes place, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So. Is
1: it a sequel? <laughs> is this in the Brokeback uh, cinematic the,
4: universe? <laughs> Reincarnation? I will say
1: <laughs> also on the theme of
2: acceptance. <laughs> no, for you. <laughs> it is nice that Oliver, even just at the beginning, helps um, Elio accept his Judaism.
3: Like, yeah. even as mm. simply
2: as that. Yeah, and, like, yeah. That, that is also nice when you think about it. Absolutely. that doesn't involve grooming at all. That part <laughs> yeah, that's is completely innocent.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah.
1: totally innocent. No, no, no problem there. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about, we, we've talked about this, but yeah. the speech that the dad gives at the end, um, Michael yeah. Stuhlberg, which is, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful moment. Obviously, he's talking about love, but like, there is a line that he says about having only had love like this, like, once in his life or whatever
5: no he says something like what, what's
1: the exact line I forget what the uh, exact line is he like, like he says
0: he came close to something like this once before
1: or something yes is yeah. he talking like what is he talking about there do we think do we think I think he about... experimented with yeah that's my head yeah head me too
4: me <laughs> yeah too. mine too
1: okay cool I'm glad we're all on the same page about that I didn't <laughs> know if I was adding something there or if that's actually what that was supposed to be but okay cool yeah
5: yeah, something while on the topic of the speech. Like I don't know if I'm just dumb or not, but I feel like <laughs> I had a hard time interpreting what his dad was saying a lot of the time. Like even just the 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 quote of like but to say nothing so as to not say anything, what what's the point? Or something like that. It's like you're just saying you, like you should speak up, but in like fancy terms. Yeah, so, but it's Italy, yeah, so it's yeah. very I think like that was fruity. Also and, like
2: <laughs> because of like the German story they were reading too about the like oh. the speaking. If you like the folktale thing. thing, yeah, right. you, you know what I'm talking. The about. princess, yeah, like the princess. Story? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Also, his, his dad is like a professor or something. Yeah. So yeah. I guess He's it makes sense that. Yeah, he's yeah. an intellectual, so he would speak with lots of intellectual quotes because that's how all intellectuals speak.
2: <laughs> I will say, as much as I loved the dad and his acceptance, that mm-hmm. whole, like, exchange, at, like, right after Oliver arrived when they were asked talking about the origin of some word, like, aflashpot, and it was, mm-hmm. like, a whole oh.
1: okay, listen. secret
2: ploy. I was like, this is pretentious. <laughs> it is <laughs> very
1: pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, but, as someone who is half Arabic, When they were going through, and he was like, and then this is the word for it. I was like, no, it's not. Fuck you. And then when he corrected him, and he's like, no, it's actually, like, mish-mish or whatever. And then I was like... Oh, nice. Like, it is very pretentious and stupid, like, yeah. the scene that he's, like, trying to trick him. But, yeah.
0: like... Well, actually, yeah. Uh... Well,
1: actually. <laughs> but when they, when they got the detail wrong, I was like, ah, fuck you. Like, you're representing one of my cultures well, but you got <laughs> this other detail wrong. And then it was like, no, it's actually a twist. And I was like, okay, that's a yeah. dumb twist, but I'm glad you corrected yourselves. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's... that's that. I did find that scene a little bit silly as well. I agree. Um,
5: just to go back on, like, the speech. So I looked it up, and he says... His dad says, "I'll say one more thing. I'll clear the air. I may have come close, but I've never have i I never have what you two have. Something always held me back or stood in the way. How you live your life is your business. Blah 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 blah. So I don't know. Like it's he's like, definitely,
1: yeah, he's definitely experimented. He must. But have. It, it
5: makes me a little sad because the way I read it is like he's not he doesn't love fully satisfied his with yeah. his life.
1: Yeah, that's life. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: that is possible. I thought about that too. i
5: he because he says I'll never have." What you two have, yeah, which in my mind is love, yeah,
1: yeah, it is really sad. Maybe that's why he's an intellectual. You know, it's how he fills the (laughs) soul and this the the whole fills the void. (laughs) Yeah, the void.
5: (laughs) Now, is there so there's that one scene that I've seen people talk about online, but I don't know if it's real where. After the first night that um, Elio and Oliver have, you'll you'll know what
3: I mean. Okay.
2: After Elio like, and Oliver I mean, have sex. Seems real. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, well. After Elio and Oliver have sex, um, the first time, and they go down for breakfast in the morning, and people are saying that Elio is like struggling to sit down, and his mom like does like a little smirk. Is awesome, that a thing that. or? I didn't okay, catch that at I, all. Yeah. I, like when you watch it, you'll notice like because he just took it in the bum for the first time and he's like so he's like kind of sitting slow and he like sits down in his chair like very awkwardly and then his mom kind of is like you'll notice she's kind of looking at him and like smiles and kind of shakes her head and I th- I don't know if people are overanalyzing that scene but I've seen people talk about it and be like oh my god she knows I did
2: not that. yeah, that yeah. I did yeah. not notice
1: that I think I people did. might be reading that into either. that too much
0: probably yeah. because especially because in that last speech scene that we talked about he they talk they say like mm. I don't think your mom knows at that point obviously mm. later yeah. in the movie she does yeah, yeah. yeah I was but- gonna
2: say it is really interesting that they say I don't think your mother knows cause she's the one who brings up the idea that Elio should go with Oliver to Rome yeah. Or yeah, they don't that confused me to too. In the book, they go to Rome. In the movie, they go to some other town.
1: Some other place.
4: Maybe she does know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe
1: the dad's stupid, or maybe, maybe. he doesn't on the show. Well, I maybe know. Well, because maybe
2: the dad is also like she can't even tell that I'm gay, so she must <laughs> not know that you're gay.
1: Maybe. I mean, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, because I was under the assumption that at that point she didn't know. I just assumed that she suggested they go together because. She, from her point of view, they had over the past six weeks just formed a really strong friends. French friendship, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously, it was a lot more than that, but yeah, yeah. Obviously. yeah. Obviously. but yeah that that uh the dad's speech scene is like one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie, like too, yeah. content of the speech, but also delivery of the speech, like he's such a good actor, every so every line good. of that speech yeah. is just so natural naturally delivered
1: the whole movie is very uh naturalistic and Mm -hmm. i I think maybe that is why army hammer stands out so much is because he is very like uh, an actor that we kind of like not that we don't know timothy chalamet or michael stuhlberg but i don't know like army hammer seems like one of those actors that doesn't really disappear into a role he just kind of like acts the Mm -hmm. role whereas everyone else felt very like oh yeah I i live in this italy place but also like he is technically also from out of town so maybe that's like it's fine he's like he doesn't live there so he's
2: the yeah outsider. they did highlight his Americanism yeah. and his yeah. later yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> later, later. later. Um, yeah one last thing I wanted to talk about uh, is just I like how like I don't know if, it, if like intimate is the word but how intimate all the character interactions are throughout the movie even like when Elio's just laying across his parents lap while yeah. they read to yeah. him and him and like Marzia's scenes are very like touchy like romantic and yeah it shows like intimacy in a non like Sexual. uncomfortable way like he's yeah. laying on his parents lap as an adult well <laughs> 17 Seventeen, yeah, um, let's be clear but it just it looks so like pure and I don't know I just really like all that
1: yeah, yeah that is also there's very just... sorry go sorry. ahead
0: I was just gonna say there's like a platonic warmth throughout this whole thing yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, even in you know in the relationships that aren't him and Army Hammer
4: which I think is like a great just between the relationship he has with Army Hammer, Mm -hmm. which is obviously very erotic and Mm -hmm. sexualized. Yeah,
1: very, very. Yeah, and it is also very, I think, like, European, more than it is, like, they are more free in that way of, like, yeah, you would just, like, lay on your parents' lap or whatever. Like, nobody, like, cares. But I, I think, yeah, obviously the more, like, especially in The states and stuff, as we talked about, like if you lay on your parents' lap, they probably just shoot you for being gay or whatever. So I don't. (laughs) know your parents would shoot you. Yeah, (laughs) 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 I mean, probably, probably. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Um, before we head out, uh, we should do final thoughts and like fun facts and stuff. I do have one, which is that to get uh, Army Hammer and Timothy comfortable with each other, and you guys probably all know this from research or having heard it, but basically the director was like they were. I think getting a shot ready, but they weren't ready for the shot. And so- Wasn't
5: it just the chemistry read? Oh, maybe it
1: was the chemistry read, I don't know. But basically he said like, okay, and now we have to practice you guys kissing. So I want you guys to like start kissing. And then like they did or whatever. And then like-
5: No, he was like, you need to be like rolling around in the grass. Like, You want it to be like very intense.
1: Yeah, and, and then, then he just left, so it was just Army Hammer and Timothy they <laughs> there, just like making out with like no one around. But it was just meant to like get <laughs> yeah. them comfortable with each other, so they could do it in oh, the scene really. or whatever. But yeah, I thought that was like a fun, fun little fact, nice little bit of a uh, direction there.
2: I will say mm-hmm. I have a really disturbing fun fact. Oh, um,
1: good. Okay, is that Ooh, both, it a fun director... Fact, no. both just... the
2: director? No, both the director and Timothy. Um, when they read about the peach scene, they're like, "We don't even know if it's possible." So they both. No tried it uh, um, and both confirmed that it works um before they filmed it. That's that why I seems it's not fun. It's pretty gross. And why would they say that? Yeah. I would never admit that
4: to <laughs> no. anyone. No. I
2: would take I would take that to the grave. And also
4: <laughs> the one thing They I just d- didn't want other people doubting it though. Yeah, they yeah. were and like no, we actually yeah. did it. We it worked. I guess I do respect it. them it for that. It makes
5: sense that it would work. So
4: I don't Cause know cause why they had to it. prove it. I mean it to
0: be really right peach, though. Like, you can't yes. do it on, like, a very <laughs> yeah. yes, crunchy one. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. And then it can't be too ripe, though, either. No. It apart. Yeah, yeah, It's, it's gotta be, just be the right.
0: perfect sweet spot. The right yeah. peach.
5: Yeah, but one thing, it's my final remark, I guess, is I don't have any fun facts, but just the one thing I kept thinking about with the peach scene and I mentioned to you, again, with, like, just thinking about the logistics of things, like how sticky was he? I after? know. It was it's like he just um, went even when he was just yes. like
0: yes. Even when he was just like, Squeezing like it. the juice was just falling yeah. on him, that made me so <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Like, I know. And he's just like
5: wiping it. Like I, I was just thinking, like, you yeah. are so sticky, like literally head to toe now. You are sticky. And I hate that
1: <laughs> thought. Yeah. But was... He just pulls his pants back up and goes to sleep. I was like, dude, yeah.
4: how? Yeah. Like,
1: how are you not just like disgusted with yourself yeah. right Anyway, yeah.
4: They do it different in Europe. I guess, <laughs>
1: evidently
0: yeah one thing i'll say to wrap this up i guess is um with timothy timothy chalamet i always i feel like i always have this predetermined thought that he's like a really overrated actor and every single thing i've seen him in he's been fantastic so i need to stop yeah. thinking that <laughs> just
2: accept that he's talented <laughs> yeah yeah
0: okay anyone else have anything to say about either of these movies really or as before we wrap it up
2: you know, at the end of Pride Month, I'm happy that we got to talk about some gay boys. Um, gay boys. Next up, gay women um, at some point. <laughs> at some women. At some point. Yeah. Hey, at the very least, it'll be my next selection for our selection series. So we'll okay. get there. Um, nice. I promise. <laughs> Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
4: Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I was gonna say, is it gonna be that one? That's yeah. a good one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a
4: beautiful movie.
2: It's so good, but and no grooming involved. We love. Oh, nice. yes. good,
1: <laughs> lovely. Yeah, you love to see it.
2: Um, but yeah, so just happy Pride. I think is what I would want to leave it with.
0: Yeah, I'll try yeah, and edit maybe. this in time to get it out before the end of the
2: month. Well, that's yeah. you know that's fine. They'll they get the <laughs> that party. would be classic talked about it during us. Pride Month. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. Have we ever been on time for the anything? <laughs> I've
1: never been on Month. Shout out to the gays. No, that TikTok audio. Yeah, like, yeah. Happy
5: Pride Month. Shout out to the gays.
0: Thanks again for listening to the feature length podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you liked this video or audio. Give us a rating and review if the platform you are listening to us on allows that. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes of the podcast, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the bell to be notified when we post a new video or follow the podcast on Spotify. If you want to connect with us directly, you can follow us on Instagram at FeatureLengthPodcast, or even send us an email at featurelengthpodcast.gmail.com. at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side. If you had to replace the actor of one MCU villain with Jerry Seinfeld, who would it be?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh... four. Oh, but villain. It has to be villain. Oh. Yeah, villain, oh. villain.
2: Although I would you love to see Jerry to, to be Thor, <laughs> yeah. um, I think he would make a really good
4: um, oh. Thanos. <laughs> okay, oh that's crazy. easy Who answer, is? but
0: that's
1: a good answer. Who was that's the bad
4: answer. guy of the uh, second Avengers movie?
1: Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a great oh answer. <laughs> um, I want to see him as Hella. Hella. <laughs> I will pick.
0: You better not pick my answer, Marco.
1: Ooh, this is tough. Red Skull.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's a good
1: one. That's kind of ironic. Ooh,
2: actually, can I change my answer? Sure. Sure. To Winter Soldier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. But he has to play him through all the rest of the movies as well. (laughs) Yeah, when he turns into a hero, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think he really deserves a redemption arc like that.
0: (laughs) That's fair. All okay, right, I would pick I would pick Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. 1.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Specifically well, for the scene that. when he
0: freaks out. Yeah. yeah, when he's like, "Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave." And I just want to see Jerry
1: perform yeah. that line alone. As soon as you said Obadiah, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's that It's, it's just that, instantly scene. that scene." Yeah, of course. <laughs>